Hi, this is Pastor Daniel Bracken. You're listening to Kings Alaska podcast. I hope the word encourages you and you get a touch from God that brings transformation and equips you to experience life with people, power, and purpose. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the word. New King James, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23, and we will go through chapter 2, verse 3. How many of you know when the, these epistles, epistle is a Greek word for letter, and when they were written, they didn't have chapter numbers? Okay, so it's important to see the flow of thought and what happens here. Are you ready? Going to get like four people that are ready. How about everybody else? Are you all there? Okay, here we go. 1 Peter, chapter 1, verse 23. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever, because all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass. The grass withers and the flower falls away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Now this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you. Therefore, everybody say therefore. Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babes desire the pure milk, of the word, so you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. Move in great power. Right now, I pray the effects of this message and the preaching of your word would be far-reaching, even to eternity. May we be forever changed. I pray and ask that you would deal, Lord, with the assignment of the enemy that comes to destroy, kill, deceive. Lord, I pray that you would touch every heart, every man, woman, and child. God, touch us tonight by your word. May we be forever changed. In Jesus' name, amen. Why don't you say hi to three people and say, oh, it's going to be good tonight. It's going to be good tonight. It's going to be good. It's going to be good tonight. This is a profound passage, and I just feel led to say that I don't know how you would lead a church without the the Spirit of God, because you can come up with all kinds of series, and you can go line upon line, precept upon precept, and, and, and it's good, and within that, and, and we should. And within that, the Holy Spirit can do things. But there are moments when the enemy shows things to someone who would be spiritually aware or perhaps tuned in. If we could, I mean, you know, God's trying to talk to us and many times we got wax in our ears. But there are times that come where the Spirit of God will show you where the enemy is operating so that you can stand opposed, so that you can deal with that in prayer and through preaching and teaching. I, I honestly don't know how you would lead a, lead a church uh, with one service a week. They had church every day 
Somebody said, we should have church. We do. It's called morning prayer. You got to get here. Amen. Amen. You missed a great place to say amen. 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 We do have church every day, basically. If morning prayer could be considered church, and it certainly could be. So uh, you come and be a part of that. First Peter here. You look at it, it's, it's really amazing. What, what has happened to you as a Christian is that you've been born again. You've been made new. You've been translated out of darkness into the kingdom of his son. You are not the same. Come on, somebody say, I'm not the same. I mean, I know, I know some of you before you were saved. You were mean. You cursed a lot. You drank. You had issues. We still have issues. Some of us have more issues than others. But we've been born again. And I'm so grateful that God takes us and he takes out the heart of stone and he writes our name in the Lamb's book of life and we're forgiven and he gives us a new spirit. You've been born again by the word of the Lord that endures forever. That changes everything. And that's why 1 Peter then goes on to say as a result, or let me use the language he used, therefore. Everybody say therefore. Whenever you see a therefore, you have to ask what it's there for. So he's saying, you've been born again, you're new, you're not a dirtbag, you're not going to hell. I mean, I'm giving you my Bracken version here. You saved. Your sin is thrown as far as the east is from the... It's in the sea of... And bless God, you're not supposed to go fishing. Some of you go fishing all the time for all of your old sin. I'm going to go fishing, but it's not for that. The salmon are on the way. I prophesied a historic salmon run. I did Yes! Winter's over. Lo, the sound of the turtle dove is heard in the land. So when you see this, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever, he says because of that, as a result of that, therefore, as a result of being born again, you're supposed to get rid of certain things. Everybody say, take the trash out. Get rid of certain things. Because you're a new creation, old things are gone, you're supposed to get rid of certain things. So, number one. Number two, it says crave pure spiritual milk. To crave. I was always amazed at Pastor Karen's ability to know, and then I learned, but she got it right way before I did, the ability to know what kind of a cry was coming forth from our children. It's a pain cry. There's like a rebellion cry. That one I picked up pretty good. There's a I'm tired cry. There's a I'm a hungry cry. And there's different, there's, and there's a scared cry. How many of you know that cries communicate a lot? Crave the pure milk of the word. It means to crave instruction is really what it means. Instruction. Instruction. Do you crave instruction? Do you long for God to show you something, to teach you something so that you could change to be in alignment with this new creation that you are? Amen. Me too. To crave correction. Do you crave correction? <laughs> I don't know that I crave it. I want it. If I need it, please bring it. Maybe that's craving. Knowledge. 
Slander is a big problem, and I, I call this dealing with defamation. I want to look at the New International Version for a moment. You can turn there with me if you have that. Slander is a big problem in our country. There's some different language used in the New International Version that I want to, want to look at here. Again, we're in 1 Peter Has anybody ever been slandered? Raise your hand. Okay, and the rest of you that aren't raising your hand, you will soon be slandered, or you're not going to raise your hand no matter what. And so all of us, welcome to the human race. How many ever been offended? A lot more hands going up. Let me read you the New International Version here. And it reads, For you have been born again not of perishable seed, but imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. And then chapter 2. Therefore rid yourselves of all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander. That Greek word I played a hundred times to try to pronounce it to you, but I just couldn't pull it off. Pastor Karen's like, enough! I'm like, Okay. <laughs> It just gets irritated. How many of you ever tried to learn Greek? I was trying to learn that Greek word so I could say it to you, but I, I just couldn't quite get it. Koine Greek. That word slander is, uh, is quite a word. And people talk. What are you saying? People gossip. In fact, gossip and slander are actually, they're really two sides of one coin in the Greek, if you look at it. So where there's gossip, there's usually slander. It's not a good word. What is slander? Well, it's associated with gossip in your notes. The Apostle Paul wrote on both occasions tying gossip and slander together. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 20. For I'm afraid that when I come, I may not find you as I want to be, as I want you to be, and you may not find me as you want me to be. Who? <laughs> I fear that there may be discord, jealousies, fits of rage, selfish ambition, slander, gossip, arrogance, and disorder. He says in his letter to the, book, to, to the church in Rome, Rome Romans 1.30, slanders, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. Both gossip and slander tied together. It's the sharing of information about someone that's not true, or it's the sharing of information about someone that is not what you should be sharing. It could be true, but you shouldn't be sharing it. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, watch your mouth. Where does it come from? Oh, pardon me. It's described by a number of Greek words, of which I tried to learn. It's... Uh, it's bearing false witness. It's a Greek word for blaspheming. It's a word also for accusation. How many of you know the father of lies is another name for the devil? Okay, where does it come from? Glad you asked. Mark 7, verse 22. What comes out of a person is what defiles them. For it's from what's within, out of a person's heart. That evil thoughts come, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander. 
arrogance and folly. All of these evils come from inside and defile a person. Slander and, and defamation. Defamation is another word for slander, and I just like, you know, the two Ds dealing with defamation. It's slander and gossip. The message is on slander and, and gossip. It comes from an evil heart, Luke 6.45. It often arises from hatred, Psalm 109. So those who gossip, let's just put it that way. Those who gossip, it also comes from an evil heart. It, can, it also comes from hatred. I found that people gossip because they want to make themselves look better or have more power like they know something over someone. Idleness in 1 Timothy 5.13 leads to gossip. Let me read that. Besides, they get into the habit of being idle and going about from house to house. Not only do they become idlers, but they also become busybodies. who talk nonsense and say things they ought not to. The wicked are addicted to slander, gossip, defamation. Psalm 50, verse 20, you sit to testify against your brother, you slander, you slander your own mother's son, talking about the wicked there in Psalm 50. Hypocrites are addicted to it, Proverbs 11, 9. You know what I found? You know what's awesome? You know what's happening right now? Because I'm going to go to a lot more of these scriptures, and then you're going to find yourself frying like on a spit. You know what I'm talking about? You start feeling like, I probably should have shut my mouth. Exactly. That's the whole point. And you get the word, and then you don't want to gossip. You don't want to talk stink about somebody. And you'll think twice about, about being a little warlock Christian. Let's move on. I've gotten ahead of myself. Hypocrites are addicted to it, Proverbs 11, 9. See, the word has power. See, when you get the word in you and you start hearing the word, and you get it in your heart, you get it in your mind, you begin to memorize it, you realize, well, I don't want to be wicked. I used to have an anger problem, and I, I memorized all kinds of scriptures about anger. It was an interesting thing when anger would then come up. I'd hear that like a city without walls as a man who gives full vent to his wrath. And I'd be like, ah, oh, I don't want to do that. The fool gives full vent to his anger. Fool. An idiot. A biblical fool. I don't want to... Raise your hand if you want to be a fool. And if you want to be a fool, you've got a devil. We can break it off at the end of service tonight. Or maybe even now. So you get the word in you, it helps you to change. Because you've been born again, therefore. Everybody say, I'm brand new. Therefore, I'm going to change. Now, certain things happen instantaneously. I mean, just, I, I don't know. I got saved and I stopped cursing. Amen. You talk to my family. You can't get me to curse. I don't curse. Like, ever. You want to hear the one curse I use? Somebody said, I curse, but I just use biblical curses. <laughs> it's cute. I scared some of you when I told you I was going to show you the one curse I use. Come on! That's me cursing. Me angry and saying something angry. Give me a break. I, I, listen, I know people that have the hardest time getting through cursing, but that wasn't the way it was for me. Other things I had to work out. Cursing was just left. I know people who've gotten born again and instantly stopped smoking. I know other people that got born again and had to fight for every scrap of overcoming nicotine. 
the characteristics of the devil. He's a, he's a slanderer, Revelation 12.10. The wicked love to slander, Psalm 52. Those indulgent are idiots, Proverbs 10, Amplified Version. Women are warned against it, Titus 2.3. Ministers' wives should avoid it. Ministers' wives, should pre preachers, pastors, ministers' wives should avoid it, 1 Timothy 3. Saints should, saints, that's you, hagios, holy ones, we should keep ourselves, keep our tongues from gossip and from slander. Psalm 34, verse 13. 1 Peter, as we are in now. 1 Peter 3.10. We should lay aside all slander and mal malicious, malicious talk. Ephesians 4. We're warned against it in Titus 3.1. Should give no occasion for it. 1 Peter 2.12. Should, should return good for it. So when somebody slanders you, you should return good for that. Wow. You're blessed for enduring it. It says in Matthew 5, 11, I, I just had this happen. I was semi-excited about it. It was a little awkward, but I was in the sauna once again, in the sauna. There I am. I'm in the sauna. And this guy walks in. And I, 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 I see him as he's coming in. It's me and another brother from the church. He walks in and instantly is, 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 you know, just gets this look. I'm like, oh. And he sits down and it's not, it's not half a second. You're that pastor. I'm like, yeah, I am. Like, yeah, I'm really angry at you. You talked to my 15-year-old about hell. I said, oh. I, I, don't, I don't remember that, but I'm, it's very possible. <laughs> And he said, I was so mad, I've cooled off. I said, oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry. I would never want to violate, you know, your, you and your, the guiding of your, parent, of your children as a parent. But um, I said, I'm, I'm sorry, I've offended you. And I said, can I ask you a question? He said, no. I said, was, was, was bumming by that because it was going to be a beautiful hook, which I was just going to come in and just... Ginsu, the spirit of Ginsu was going to come all over me. The Ginsu knife, you know, was just going to come in and, all right, you had to be born in the 70s, I think. To, I was going to come and just slice and dice with the love of God. But he was angry. And then it got really hot, and the guy that was with me couldn't take it in the sauna anymore, and, and he left. And it, and, it, and it not only was hot in there, it got hot emotionally, like the guy got angry again. And I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at his hands. How many of you know why people... Well, people that security guys walk with their hands right here. You know why? Because it's instantly ready. So I'm looking at his hands. I've got my hands up. Like, ah! I was ready. I didn't know what was going to happen because it got that level of intensity. And he got so angry that I talked to his, his son about hell. And I asked him about his son. Who was he? And he told me a little bit. And then I, I really honestly, I said, but honestly, I can't remember. But I'm, I'm guilty as charged. Yeah, I talk about Jesus. Yeah, I talk about heaven. I talk about hell. And yeah. And I really wanted to engage, but he wouldn't. And uh, I let it go. But he was angry, and it almost got into a thing. I was getting semi-persecuted by somebody's anger because I spoke the truth. I later on remembered. It's a 15-year-old that was about the size, you know, of, I mean, he's huge, big kid. And he looked much older. Truth is, if he was 15, 14, 13, I'm still going to witness to him, so it doesn't matter. And uh, let me just say, if you want to protect your children from hearing the gospel uh, over at the Alaska Club, you ought to stand with them because I'm going to be witnessing to them every time I can. Amen. Amen. 
because that's just what we do. You well, that's offensive to me. Well, then, I don't know. Are you going to stand with your 15-year-old? He said that that's against, no, it's not against anything. It's a free country. Teach your, teach your 15-year-old if you don't want, you need to teach your 15-year-old. You need to teach your 14-year-old. You need to teach your 13-year-old. Hello. If you want to try to protect them from, from that and other things, and you'll have to stay with them, teach them how to respond. The kid, I, I, I later remembered, the kid got gloriously saved with tears, weeping, prayed the sinner's prayer. So what if the guy's online? I hope you are. Who else is going to tell him? I'm, you ought to be telling him, sir. Anyway, we didn't get to have that conversation. I was spoken evil of by him and uh, I was just very blessed come on Matthew 5 you're blessed for enduring slander I know he talked to her. you could believe that Pat, that bald guy that bald guy I'm blessed come on somebody say I'm blessed so what if you're ever slandered against just endure it especially if it's not true Shouldn't be listened to, 1 Samuel 24, causes anger, Proverbs 25. Separates the closest of friends. Gossip and slander. Sep saying things that you ought not to say, even if they're true. Shut your mouth. Separates the closest of friends. Brings deadly wounds, Proverbs 18. Brings strife, Proverbs 26. Brings discord and strife among brethren and sistren too. Proverbs 16, Proverbs 6, pardon me, is an aspect of murder. Psalm 31, Ezekiel 22, is venomous. Proverbs, uh, pardon me, Psalm 130, 140, verse 3. Ecclesiastes 10, verse 11. Gossip and Gossip is, gossip and slander is destructive. The end of gossip is mischievous madness. Think about that. That if you gossip and you slander and you have a, a, a diet of that, you say, well, I don't do it that much. That's okay. The little that you do will go a long way. And it'll actually bring madness, according to Ecclesiastes 10.13. At the beginning, their words are folly. At the end, the wicked are madness. Men will give an account for it. There's punishment for, for it. It's a potential problem for everybody on, on sea. It's a potential problem for everybody. And here's the thing. You're going to be judged. We will be judged. Come on, your mama taught you. If you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. Prov uh, pardon me. Matthew 5. Verse 21, but I tell you that anyone who is angry with his brother or sister will be subject to the judgment. Again, anyone who says to his brother or sister, raka. Raka is a word for defaming, a defaming word. It's call, calling someone a moral fool. You're in danger of hell fire. Paul and Timothy, 1 Timothy 5, verse 13. As for younger widows, don't put them on such a list. For where their sensual desires overcome their dedication to Christ, they want to marry. 
Thus they bring judgment on themselves because they've broken their first pledge. Verse 13, the scripture I was looking for, 1 Timothy 5, verse 13. Besides, they get into the habit of being idle and going about from house to house. Not only do they become idlers, but also busybodies and talk nonsense, saying things they ought not to. You know, women, don't get mad at me. (laughs) Women are relational. And they talk a lot more than men. How many of you know that's also true? Mostly true, generally speaking. It is a fact that women have been caught up in gossip and slander more than men. That's a statistic. And I think it's because there's just more words and more opportunity to. I'm not talking about you. I'm just saying, in general, you know, women, I don't know what the, the word count is. Do you know the word count, Pastor Kirsten? When, when we as men run out of words, your spouse is just warming up. I mean, just a whole way of communicating, and, 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 and we all communicate differently. Do you know, do you know that uh, Dr. Michael Gannon's wife, whose name is Michelle, thank you, did you know she, she works for a, a, a large corporation in the U.S. here, and she had to take a class on man speech. As a woman executive, had to take a class on speaking man. Do you find that unusual? I don't. I don't find it unusual at all. If you talk to a, a, a woman who, and again, it's generalizations, but I mean, when they talk about their day, well, I got up and I went down and the toaster wasn't working, but then I got it to work. Then I had toast, it was perfect, and I had some avocado on it, and I was just living my best life. <laughs> and after, I was, after that, I, I went on and I, and I did some of those errands. You know the errands? Oh, by the way, and, and, it, and it's just it's like incredibly detailed and beautiful. You ask a guy about his life, he's like, I was staying, my day was good, it was pretty good. Yeah, what's for dinner? I mean, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) But because there's a tendency to talk more, there has been occasion to have women struggle more with gossip than men do. Uh, but there are many men that act like women. That didn't come out right. It's also true. Uh, let's have a praise break, shall we? <laughs> wow. How to deal with defamation. How to deal how to deal with slander and gossip, how to deal with defamation, eight things. It's found right in, right in the scripture, verse 22. Now that you've been purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for another, one another, love one another deeply from the heart. Love from the heart. Everybody said love from the heart. We're talking about dealing with gossip, dealing with slander, love from the heart. That's one, the first way of how to overcome gossip and slander. 
love people. How would you like someone talking about you? You really love someone, you won't gossip about them and you won't slander someone. You know, church splits, which we will never have, never have had one, won't have one. They happen because there's many times just gossip and slander. And, and, and people aren't forthright. And they don't confront it. Listen, I'm going to just tell you something. If something's happening with someone in the church, and, and you know what's happening is wrong, don't wait for it to get to my office. You deal with it. See, that's not true. You shouldn't be saying that. That's not what's happening. Well, the reason the building project is taking... You don't know jack about the building project, most people that start talking about why it's delayed. They have no idea. You know, I've heard all kinds of nonsense. You have to deal with it. You de- don't... Come on. You deal with slander. You deal with gossip. You don't let people talk... Don't, don't come to me talking nonsense about one of my staff. It'll be a mistake. Now, there's, now sin happens... And when it happens, it needs to be confronted, but it needs to be confronted rightly. It's not you don't, t- t- I'm talking to all my prayer partners. You're a busybody and a gossip, and you're using Facebook to do it. Stop it. I'm going to talk to my prayer partner, but when you don't really ever pray, and then the, 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 the prayer chain, now there are those that do. That prayer chain becomes a gossip chain, and before you know it, someone's been totally undermined. And I, I've, I've had it happen. I've had it happen to me. I love this is a great story. Oh, it's actually one of my points. Oh, perfectly. It's, an, it's, a, it's one after the one. Crave the pure milk of the word. Everybody say crave the pure milk of the word. Crave the pure milk of the word. When you learn the word, you're not going to slander and gossip. You're just not. You hear messages like this and you get it in you. It helps you overcome your loose lips that sink ships. Confront correctly. Is that what it says? Yeah, so, <laughs> Pastor Karen, you'll remember this. We were at a, I don't know what it was. It was a giant, like, uh, celebration. There was, I don't know, four or 500 people there and uh, life group leaders and such. And this lady comes up to me and says, so, I heard you think I'm a Jezebel. I'm like, that's right. You know you are. No, I, I'm kidding. I just don't have <laughs> <laughs> and so you want to talk about that you want some deliverance no that's not what happened i'm just kidding i just she, she says I know that you think I'm a Jezebel. I said, that's not true. She says, oh, yes, it is. I said, no, it isn't. I don't think that. She says, well, that's what I heard. I said, really? Who told you that? Well, I can't tell you. I said, no, actually, you are going to tell me. She said, I can't. I can't. She told me in confidence. I said, she's a liar. So let's expose this. She says, really? I said, yeah. 
give me the name. Give me the name. And she says, well, it's Sister Mary Elephant. Of course, that's a fictitious character. Sorry, I just spit all over all of you. So sorry. Amen. Just felt the Holy Ghost for a second, didn't you, right there? I said, well, sister's here. In fact, I had just seen her not but 10 minutes earlier. I said, well, sister's here. She goes, I know. I said, okay, come with me. Let's find her. And so we walked around and boom, there we saw her. We saw sister. We walked right up to sister. And I said, hi. She's like, um, hi. I said, yeah, we were just talking. And would you share what you just shared with me about what she said? She said, uh-huh. You said that pastor said that, that I'm a Jezebel. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. And I said, okay, I'm out, because I didn't say that, right? Did I say that? No. I said, okay, you guys are on your own. Let me pray for you, Father, help. I walked. I walked. I'm out. I hate drama. I'm allergic to it. But you have to confront stuff. If you don't conf Listen, if you don't confront things in your home, you don't confront things in your church, pastor, you don't confront things in your business, you're going to have the devil involved, and you have to confront things. I don't like confronting things, but I hate the opposite. I, I, I'm not going to tiptoe around. I'm not going to walk on eggshells. I'm going to confront. So when there's slander and gossip, you confront it. Deal with it correctly, Matthew 18, 15, and really everybody should just memorize that. Humble yourself, James 4. Humble yourself on the side of the Lord. Overcoming defama defamation of character, overcoming slander and gossip. Love from the heart. What's number two? Crave the milk of the word. Whether you're a victim or whether you've struggled with your loose lips, sinking ships. Whether, you, whether you've struggled with gossip and slander or whether you've been a victim of it. Number one, you love from the heart. Number two, crave this pure milk of the word. By the, by the way, if you get the word on any, any area of your life, you get the word in it, it changes you. Correct, confront correctly. Humble yourself. If, you, if you've done it, repent. Say Sorry. Walk in the Spirit, Galatians 5.16. Live by the Spirit. Do not gratify the lusts of your fallen human nature. Live according to the Spirit. Don't give in to that tasty morsel of gossip. And don't let people gossip to you. Walk by the Spirit. Commit yourself to build others up. My wife is the... Honestly, there's a number of people that I know, but my wife is one of the best I know at building people up. She just... Oh, she's always saying, hey, man of God, hey, woman of God, you can do it. God is good. God's for you. Always. With her children, with me. And if you've been in this house for any length of time, you know that Pastor Karen uses her mouth to build people up. You know, that, that's an important thing. You know, one of the reasons that many pastors' wives are weird. Oh, yeah, I said it. Don't raise your hand. And I'm not, I don't have anybody in mind, generally speaking. And our pastor's wives are not, you're not, I'm not talking about you. Our pastor's wives are not weird because there's, there's, there, it's a healthy place. Many pastor's wives, if I took, a, if I asked you to raise your hand, if, you, if you've met a pastor's wife who is just 
hurting, angry, bitter. It's like a majority. And that's sad. Why is that? You know why that is? Because they got to pull so many daggers out of their backs. Can I tell you how hard it is to be a pastor's wife? Women, some women, and some men who act like them are very difficult. And they say things and do things. You guys, you guys know what I'm talking about? We had, we had one time a long time ago, had somebody that insisted on meeting with us. They're in heaven now. They're dead now, so it doesn't matter. Amen. <laughs> Pastor Karen's like, don't do it. I'm like, okay. I just said, just said some mean things that you'll be like, who would say that? Who would say that to your face? Mean. And if you don't learn to just Walk in the spirit and commit yourself to build others up. You can be on, God, on the devil's wrecking crew. I never want to be on devil's wrecking crew. Be, be on the building crew from heaven. Come on, use your mouth to build people up. Ephesians 4, verse 29. Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Choose to be kind. I love that there's a t-shirt. I see it everywhere. Raise them kind. Let's see. Is it from here? Raise them kind. That's a great shirt. We should reprint that because it's so true. Be kind. Be nice. Be kind. Be loving. Choose to be kind, compassionate, and forgiving. This is verse 30 to 32 of Ephesians 4. Attempt to undo the damage you've done. What do you mean? When you gossip and when you slander, we've heard this illustration I like down pillows. Raise your hand if you're a down pillow user. Oh, raise your hand if you have a my pillow. Ooh, wow, that is it's gotten quite popular. Raise your hand if you like those foam ones, foam pillow, no pillow, no pillow. I'm a down pillow person. I actually have three, and I rotate them because I like my pillow cold. And I flip them. I have a whole thing I do. And, uh, yeah. And uh, Pastor Karen uh, enjoys that very much. But not a feather pillow. Because feather pillows are irritating. Because the little pokey comes through and gets you roll over when it's just right and the threads line up just right. That cheap, low thread count pillows. I don't do those. I do, I do real down, high thread count. Why? Because you spend half of your life with your face on that thing. You ought to have something you like putting your face on. Okay, Pastor Kirsten, what kind of pillow do you use? better move on. I'm going somewhere. This is an illustration. When you slander and when you gossip, it's like going up to Pioneer Peak with a really big down pillow and ripping it open while the wind blows. 
And you will be able to see those feathers go off into the stratosphere and cover over the whole valley. When you gossip and slander, it's like that. And if you ever gossip and slander, and, and I think all of us have, you need to go and fix the damage that you've done. We had a, we had a man that um, uh, no longer comes and is no longer allowed to come here for the rest of his life. So we're sorry about that. Hope he finds another church. You threaten my life, you're no longer able to come. Sorry. We love you. You're forgiven. You're going somewhere else for the rest of your life. It's a lifetime boot. And uh, that's just a policy we have. So that happened a while back. Prior to that, he would go through these cycles. Really, he just needed healing, okay? He'd go through these cycles of, I, w- I was in the role of his father, and he was angry and just worked, trying to work things out, and, and, and I pray blessing on him now. But in the process of that, he, he repented to me, I, I don't know, it, it had to be four times, three or four times, he said, I, I, need to, I need to repent to you, Pastor. I'm like, okay, what happened? He said, I've just been talking about you and about the church. Been telling them all kinds of lies and things that weren't true. And I, would you forgive me? I said, yeah, I forgive you. The third time it happened, I told him the story of the down pillow. And I said, now I forgive you. Now here's what you're going to do. Go talk to every single person you've talked to. Try to find everyone they talked to and correct it. I, uh, uh, how, how can I do that? Yeah, exactly. But go ahead and try. Go, go fix it. Go fix the lie. Slander and gossip, defamation, it's wicked. It's evil. Lastly, as the worship team comes, pray. Pray. You Pray. You pray, and you pray for people who have spoken evil against you, and you pray that you're able to use your mouth to be on God's building crew, to speak words of life over people. You pray. Confront. Do these things. Because why? Because we're born again. We're not supposed to be people that gossip. Did you get something from God? Well, I hope you were encouraged by God's word. Thank you again for listening to Kings Alaska podcast. God bless you. For more great content, go to kcalaska.com and may God's face shine upon you and give you peace.